Jess, welcome to the Happy Hour Half Hour. You're the very first one. I mean, I don't know that you know how honored that makes me feel. Well, I just want you to know that here's, I just told you this, but people have been wanting more happy hours. And so Knox and I decided, hey, let's do a 30-minute like half hour, happy hour every other week. So here we are. And I want to bring back people that I love that have already been on the show because people love you. And so welcome to the very first one. I I am beaming with pride. Okay. Well, (laughs) this show is going to be a little different because I'm going to ask you some kind of pointed questions and we'll get to those in a second. But I do want to let you know that uh, congratulations, you have your first book coming out. Yes. Thank you. May 1st. Is that when people can get it? May 3rd. Oh, May 3rd. You can pre-order it on my first people, but you, you can, can get pre-order it. it. Can you pre-order it now? You can pre-order it now. It's um, on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's on Lifeway. It's on everything already for pre-order. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it was it comes out in May. We found it on Amazon like by accident in August. Okay, that's hilarious. It's a little funny. Yeah. Hilarious. Okay, well, congratulations on that. And I've read it and I've already told you how much I love it, but I'll tell everyone else I love it. Um, I hope every woman gets it in their hands this year. Okay, let's get going with our happy hour, half hour. All right, Jess, what is something that you've read, watched, or heard that you just cannot stop recommending to everyone? Okay, read Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Have you read it? No. Oh, it is a game changer. I have I have been recommending it to everyone I know, and um, it's by Peter Scazzaro. Good and job it is, on that last name. Yes, Cazero. I think right. that's it. Um, and Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, I, aside from the Bible, I mean, I'm like a little bit of an evangelist about things, but uh-huh. so this is going to be a strong statement besides the Bible. It is the one book I think I would recommend everybody read. Really? That's a strong statement. I, you know, I think I said this the last time about that <laughs> other book. <laughs> I love people like you. You're, my husband's the same way. If he that's loves something, how I feel. it's like all the way. <laughs> yes. I have no middle ground in my entire life. Um, yeah, I, I literally cannot get enough of it. It basically just talks about like, what do feelings have to do with our spirit and what do our thoughts have to do with our spirit? And other, rather than separating those things, um, like here's how we could actually grow into really mature, um, adults. I mean, emotionally and spiritually. So, um, it's been a game changer. It's literally like God's using that book to work miracles in my marriage and in my family's life. And, um, now we have all the leaders in our church reading it. So I'm a huge fan. Okay. Well, I'm going to get it too. I trust you on that. Okay. What have you been watching lately that you want to tell people about? Um, you know, nothing. I don't have, Do you I don't watch TV. I, I binge watch TV mm-hmm. in seasons and that's it. So yeah. I'll go through like a long phase of like, I watched a ton of TV, but on the regular, like day in and day out, I don't. Yeah. That's not true. If I watch something every day, it's Biggest Loser. I like to watch reruns of The Biggest Loser. Reruns of The Biggest Loser. I would have never thought. It makes me really feel strong <laughs> and excited. <laughs> I love it. And you're passionate yeah. about keeping your body healthy. And so I can see kind of how you would like that. I just like the whole aspect of like coaching someone through something. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Jess, if you had a superpower, what would it be and how are you good at it? Okay. So this would mean something I do now, correct? Not like a, not like a. Well, I think that we can just let you do whatever you want with this. Like if you want to dream of a superpower and you tell me why you're so awesome at it, I'm going to let you do that. Okay. Because this is the very first show. So neither one of us really know what we're doing. I love it. I mean, when I saw that question, I was like, is that like something I do now that could be? I'm so good at it. It could be a You tell me what you thought. 
In that case, I would say like being awkward. I'm just being awkward. Like literally have that superpower. And I and I actually that I don't say that negatively. I kind of love I embrace awkward. So I'm When are I'm you your that. most awkward? When are when do you feel the most awkward? Um I am the most awkward being around two to about two hundred people. <laughs> okay. Over two hundred, I thrive. Yeah. And I thrive at one. Um, but Two to 200 is awkward for me. I'm not great at small talk. Mm. I'm an introvert that loves people. So um, I just, I don't like, I, I have literally Googled and researched like how to transition in, com- in conversation because <laughs> I'm not great at it. Um, I'm, I am 100% not kidding. Um, I have like canned responses that I've learned to say when someone says, how are you? Because I tell people how I am. Because you want to be like, well, actually, I'm really, really bad. You know what my daughter yes. did this morning? And now Literally. you know how mad I am at Nick? Like, that's what you want to do. That's who I am, right? I'm like, I have a rash and your breath is a little smelly <laughs> and I'm hungry. And also, I just had an amazing quiet time. Like, I don't know. Like, you can't just person. say, I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's my answer. I think my real answer is if I had a superpower, what would it be? And like that I have right now, I would say it's not having a filter. Um, that I'm just really, really, really fantastic about that. It's almost impossible for me to put a filter on anything. How I'm feeling, talking anything. to people. Yeah. So have you had, I, I think I might know the answer to this because I know other people that that would be their superpower as well. Have you had times in your life that you've had to literally like crawl back to someone and apologize? I I apologize every single week. <laughs> I'm laughing, but that is a true statement. Yeah, I apologize all the time. Okay, so my next question would be, I know that you probably have been this way your whole life because that's usually how people are, right? Did you used to apologize or did you just be like, ah, oh, whatever, it's who I am, get over it? You know what? I am actually the exact opposite. I wasn't this way my whole life. I think something woke up in me like maybe five or six years ago Um I, I, I actually, maybe I went through like phases, but I, in the, my early adulthood, like 20 to 26, 27, I was super locked up and I, and I lived like a really quiet, small, um, tidy life where I did not want to say anything wrong. Um, so you so just I didn't, didn't say anything at all. Yeah. I mean, I did, but I just said very filtered things. Okay. And it's interesting, probably then to most people, I looked like I had no filter, but to me, it was like very, very, mm-hmm. very, very filtered. Um, so, n- but no, did I used to apologize? No, I didn't used to apologize. When I first started to come out of that, I would fight with people a lot or I'd pick fights a lot. Actually, my very first ministry job, this is so funny. This is hilarious, Jamie. You'll die laughing. (laughs) My very first ministry job, I was telling somebody the other day that I have a really strong memory of getting sat down by the pastor who was in charge of me. And he was so gentle and gracious with me. He said, Jess, um, I want you to know that in ministry, there's a a whole toolbox of tools. You only use the hammer. <laughs> and he said, we've got to get you some other tools. So I, did, I, that's how I was a lot for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, but no, now I would just say, I mean, now I think God's like helped me to hold my tongue mm-hmm. really in the last like two years. I, I think it's a miracle that he's like showed me restraints or he's said like, listen, you can say that, but you can't say it now. Or you can say that, but you can't say it to this person. Or you can mm-hmm. say it, but you have to say it in this way. So I feel like he's taught me a lot about that. And I, I still like apologize a ton. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that I am always like 
um, not amazed and not enamored, but I'm always very proud of people who know, like, man, I've, I, like, have a really strong sense of saying what I feel. And they counter that with, like, but I also am really sensitive to people, and I am the first one to apologize if I think I've hurt yeah. somebody. Love yeah. that. I literally was apologizing to someone on Saturday, <laughs> and I told her she was really nervous to bring, like, something I had done wrong to her. And I said, I want you to know there is one thing in this world I'm good at is apologizing. <laughs> Because <laughs> I am very aware of my own ability to mess up. Oh, and you know what? I feel like it's sometimes it is so hard to bring that to someone to say, hey, that you hurt me. But just on a side note, like this doesn't have anything to do with you or what you said. But when we do that, we like actually allow God to work in both people's lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, Good. Jess, you run um, business. You write books. You speak. You parent for children. You're married. You're church planning. Wife, how do you recharge? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I recharge through exercise, painting, planning. Okay. That seems like an, like an anti recharge. No, it's really real for me. Like knowing there's structure. Mm -hmm. Um, so Saturdays and Sundays, I try to do all three of those things. Try to exercise by myself. I try to do some like good planning. I'll write out like just my whole day, what needs to get done just to kind of like have a have a like mind frame of what I'm going into right? and painting like for no reason. I'm, I'm in a season of basically trying to paint every day just for fun, throwing most of it away. Just like, like painting canvases or painting furniture or painting canvases. Oh okay. Lord. No, I wouldn't. Okay. I don't know how to paint furniture. <laughs> <laughs> no, real messy. Not like not producing anything. Just okay. like, yeah. And that's an outlet. Good. I love that. Now I have another question that would kind yeah. of like think about that as well. How does Nick recharge your husband? And oh, is it different? Yeah, it's really different for both of us. He is like 110% sports only. That's how he oh. recharges, is watching sports. Yeah. You so, want to hear something interesting about recharging uh-huh. and doing that together is one thing he finally learned. He was telling somebody this the other day. We were like giving premarital counseling. And he said, what I have learned is that on Sundays after church, because he's a pastor, uh-huh. he wants to sit on the couch by himself in comfortable clothes and watch sports. Uh I do not like to watch sports, but I don't care about TV. So I sit beside him and I plan. And he, he was telling someone I've learned to not get mad at her. And I just keep my planner on my, on my like legs. So when she asked me about something, (laughs) I can just tell her like, sure, Tuesday, I can do that. Or Wednesday I have a meeting. So he doesn't engage in my planning. He just can like simply respond so that I can do my thing. And that's how we recharge. And you're both recharging together. I love that. Yeah. Planning. Erin and I do that too. We have, I mean, and I don't think anyone tells you this when you get married or at least when we got married, we didn't live lives like we live now. We have calendar meetings where we oh, sit down, yeah. we both open up our computers and yes. we go through the list of, I need you for this, da, 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 you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. What is a specific app or gadget or piece of technology that you absolutely cannot live without and why? Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm not, I'm not really technologically savvy. So, which is a huge surprise to me because yeah. don't you run all your websites? I do. <laughs> See that? I like. I literally went and looked at your website just now. The We Are Wild and Free. Yeah, is, is yeah. it WeAreWildAndFree.com or book? It's WeAreWildAndFree.com. Okay, so I just went and looked at it and I thought to myself, I bet Jess made this, and you did. I didn't did. You? See, yeah, yeah. I would give like my anything to be able to like design a website. <laughs> I think that because it's my job, it's just I like don't. I don't like to engage with it as like a human, mm. as like a me person. You just do so, it. 
I would say hilariously, my like gadget is headphones, big, comfy, mm. safe headphones that a lot of times I'm not even listening to music. I just have them plugged <laughs> into my phone so that I look like I'm busy. Um, I love that. I can have time alone. Nick calls them my safety headphones. Yeah. So if I'm just I'm having a day, I need to just put my safety headphones on and that's hilarious. Aaron has big. He- I have big headphones on right now. If you could see me, they're Aaron's. I bet. Um, yeah. But um, he does that too. He loves headphones on an airplane. Yeah. Oh, on an airplane. Mm-hmm. I I take those crazy big headphones grocery shopping. Mm, I could see you walking around. And you need and to you know, know that's how I listen. Are you listening to anything? Or you I'm just- listening to your podcast. Aww. Grocery shopping is my podcast time. I'm listening to your podcast and. I- with my big safety headphones, marching around Trader Joe's. I, not even not even ashamed. I love it. I listen to podcasts when I grocery shop as well. Um, okay, what is a dream that you had for yourself when you were younger that never came true? Either you had to let it go or some circumstances in life you kind of had to let it go. You know, I was not a dreamer growing up, which is really interesting. I like never – I'm such a dreamer now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never – I never really even like – I was the girl who like I wasn't – it wasn't until I w- it was my junior year in college that I realized, oh, or my junior year in high school that I was like, oh, I have to pick somewhere to go to college. I just never thought about it. Mm. Um, and so the only thing the only thing I ever said I wanted to do um, in elementary school is that I wanted to be a meteorologist. But Ooh, I hate you. math and science. So <laughs> You just um, wanted to look at the stars and like think about the weather and stuff. I think I wanted to be on TV, Jamie. Mm. I, that's all it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I still have that dream of being Kathy Lee or, you know, yes. Kelly Ripa. But yeah, I get that. Yeah. I think it was just the most accessible woman I could see on TV yeah. was a female meteorologist. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I don't care a thing about the weather. And so you had to let that go just because that was never your reality. <laughs> right. Because I don't have the like um, brains or care. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Okay. When you think about your best friend or best friends or people that are closest to you, what are three characteristics of them that make them so special to you? That is such a good question. Okay. Well, because I've told you about who I am, I can, I, I can <laughs> tell you off the bat. Number one, I it's really important to me to be – close in a relationship with people who can say sorry. It's like such a thing for me. I wish it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I really feel like I can go deep with someone when they can say sorry. Um, number two, um, oh, you know, I do really well with people who are really like in touch with their own emotions mm-hmm. and not like scared of their own emotions and also like happy expressing their emotions. Mm. Is that why you're handing out that new book to everybody? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I just am really I, – I, you know, I always say I love a friend who doesn't need to text me after we've hung out to apologize or to qualify something she said. Mm. Like, I'm sorry I cried or I'm sorry I got so emotional or I said this thing. I hope you know what I meant. Yeah. Like, I want a friend – to know that, of course, I knew what you meant. I totally trust your heart. Right. I was okay that you used three cuss words and you cried. It right. was fine with me. I can, I can handle it. I love that. I have a friend one time that she called them, let me make sure I get this right, like words of the wind. Like I did that one time. I came back to her and I was like, man, I don't know if I said that the right way, but here's what I meant. And she's like, Jamie, we are such, we're good enough friends that these are just words in the wind. Like I trust your heart and I trust yeah. who you are that you didn't have to do that. And I was like, I love that. That is what I need. And I agree. That's, that's a really, that's, and I think it also like takes for the other friend to also be as confident in that relationship as you are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy a friend that likes to dance. There you I go. Mean, 
let's 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 not take life too seriously. Let's not take that too seriously. And um, I've seen you and all your friends do handstands everywhere. Oh yeah, you know that's my other one. That's number four for sure. That that wants to do a handstand <laughs> with me because that's such a thing for me. <laughs> I love that. What is it with the handstand? Oh man, it's my coaching thing. It's that I love to see women do things they think they can't do. And every woman I meet, every woman, 99% of women say like, oh, I can't, I cannot do a handstand. I'm this however old or I weigh this much and everyone can do a handstand. Okay. I would say the same thing right now is I don't think I can do this, Jess. Oh my gosh. A of all, you are one of the most physically fit people I know. You know, I tell you all the time that I think your body is slamming. Well, if you guys have only listened to Jamie, (laughs) you haven't seen her. Jamie, tell them the truth. Every time I see you, I'm like, dang, Jamie Ivy with that body. Well, you're so nice. So thank you for building me up in that way. super fit and she's super strong. Um, no, I've, I, I have seen literally 300 pound women. Like I can, I can, I can get them into it. At least a headstand, probably a handstand. Okay. I'm going to try this weekend when Aaron's here and I'm having to take a picture and I'll send it to you. Okay. Also maybe FaceTime me if you need to, because sometimes you just need a few pointers <laughs> and I that's will. what I like to do. Okay. Yeah. You coach women. You're such, so good at this. I oh. sometimes, this is a true story. I do coaching for women online, just any kind of women, mm-hmm. um, business women, ministry women, moms, and sometimes I have been known to end a coaching call and say, like, let's, let, I want, let's put this on video and you and I are doing a handstand together. Cause it just, it like, it's an immediate thing that people think they can't do that then they can do. And you just, you believe in the Lord in you a little bit more and like your ability. I could totally see you on Biggest Loser just like coaching the crap out of someone and letting them see their, lose their goals and like do <laughs> things and you would be like the best cheerleader to them. I'm serious. I would, I would like to be a coach on Biggest Loser so bad. Oh my gosh. You do so great. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to try to, I'm going to have you coach me through a handstand uh, this weekend. So there's <laughs> that. Be great. I um, it. Okay. What's the best advice you ever received or some of the best? I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. to quantify that as the best, but. Best advice I ever received. What's some great um, advice that you've received in your life? Work from rest. Huh. Work from rest. Don't rest from your work. Um, don't like work, 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 work so hard and then collapse. Intentionally think about your rest and intentionally think about how you're filling up and then work out of that. Mm. That's good because we don't do that. No, no. We do and the even in our days, like for us, a day starts when we wake up. But Nick and I try to talk about our days starting when we go to sleep. So using the same rhythms when we go to sleep that we would use every day. Like explain that. What do you mean? Like, okay, for an example is because we're overworked, crazy Uh Americans, we wake up at the same time every day, right? Most people wake up at the same time every day, like 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 7 a.m., whatever. And you have your whole routine and you work, work, work all day and you keep working and you keep doing until finally you give up and decide to call it quit and quits and you land in bed. Yeah. Maybe you wash your face if you're a good person. Not me. Um, not me when I'm <laughs> like in my flesh. Like maybe you pee, but what if you thought about going to bed the same way you think about waking up? I'm going to go to bed at the same day every same time every day because how much I rest is really important mm, to me. I'm going to do see. a rhythm. Yeah, I'm going to start that as if it's like a really intentional thing. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to make the amount of rest I get important. And then I'm going to work from that, from the overflow of that, not like collapsing. That's really good. I was, um, upstairs at my house. I, I work upstairs in a little closet office thing. 
Um, and Aaron was taking all of his people who work on the worship staff and we go to, we have a fairly large church. So it's probably like 35 people and they were all downstairs in our living room and they were about to go to a, like a state park for the day. And I heard them like worshiping and singing and it was really pretty awesome. But then I heard Aaron start talking and he started talking about rest, just like what you're talking about. And one of the things that he said that kind of struck out to me, and it makes the same thing that you're talking about now, is he was like, Jesus sought to rest in his rhythms. Like, we see him go away to rest. We see him um, rest even in the midst of a storm. So he's like, if Jesus thought it was important, we should as well. Agreed. And I was like, yeah, that was good. It goes all the way back to creation. Like, this is how I first started to unpack, is that when God created the day, he created evening first. There was evening and morning the first day. Oh, wow. Evening and morning. So it's just that, I mean, I think even like the Lord, it's evening, evening and rest and um, repair can't be an afterthought. It has to be intentional. So work from rest. Work from rest. Love it. Love it. Uh, Jess, what do you think is one thing that you do that is directly tied to your success? (laughs) And you, I mean, this is not a moment. This is not a moment for you to be like, I'm not successful. I know. You are. I'm not going to do that thing because I, in Jesus name, I am successful in exactly what he wants me to be. Right. Um, casting vision is is directly tied to my success. Okay. So I do that through like dreaming with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, asking him for dreams or just throwing out, you know, things that are in my mind. Like I want to, I'd like to be a coach on The Biggest Loser. What do you think about that, Lord? Right. Where, what do I need to do to do that? Where do I need to go? Um, I do that in business through mood boards, um, what do I want something to look like? Who do I want to buy it? We did this. I think I told you this during our last podcast. We did this while we were writing Wild and Free. We made a Pinterest board of women's faces that we wanted to write to. Mm. Um, so I do that a lot in business. Um, but yeah, I would say casting vision is directly tied to my success. I'm, I'm, I am pointed somewhere. And you cast vision, I'm going to assume here, you can correct me if I'm wrong, to people around you as well. You're not just talking about vision for yourself. You're talking about those people that you work with as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's a pet peeve that you have? I only have one pet peeve. Only one? Mm, This can't be true. I have more. I have one pet peeve, but it is so, it's like pretty rude of me. (laughs) But I'm I'm pretty easygoing. You know, I'm, you know, I'm an apologizer. So I feel like I'm pretty gracious with other people. I have one pet peeve and it makes me sound like a not kind person. I hate when people ask me what time it is. Wait. You hate people ask you what time it is? <laughs> it is 2016 and there are clocks everywhere. You're just so like, why are you asking me? In any situation, when my kids ask me what time it is, I have taught all of them to use the clock. Go look at the <laughs> oven. Go find my iPhone. Look at the TV. It, their, their time is everywhere. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this cracks every- me up. When a friend, if a friend like walks in the room, it is like such a deep seated thing for me and says like, what time is it? I take this so way too far. It's so selfish, but I feel like it's a really, I feel like it's a really selfish thing to ask. What time is it? (laughs) Like, look at your dang phone. Like we don't all have a phone in our back pocket. We all have a phone or it's across the room. So don't ask me to look at my phone. (laughs) You tell me what time it is. (laughs) Jess, this cracks me up. Now, if you were to be in like a work situation at your office and someone says that, would you go this far to be like, guys, you have a phone. Don't ask me what time oh. it is. Or would you just think in your head like for the love? 
I have literally never said it. I've never corrected somebody about okay. it. Okay. Except for my kids. I mean, I will say to my kids, like, do not ask me what time it is. <laughs> but I've never, I don't even think I've ever said to my husband, like, please don't ask me what time it is. That but is it's so a funny. standing thing for me. Do you wear a watch? No. I know. I don't either. But I have oh, a time's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's clocks. But let me ask you this. Do your kids know how to read? And I'm going to say it the wrong way. How do you say the clock that has the... So, I am dead serious. My, my older kids are... Well, they're, they're seven, eight, and nine. Uh-huh. And I taught them all how to read a clock. And, like, I give them watches. And I don't give them, like, <laughs> hard-to-read watches. I give them easy to Like, it watches. says the number. It's 257. It is 257. I don't, I don't even do any kind of military time. You know what I'm saying? It's just oh the gosh. time. Everybody has, a, everybody has a watch, except for me. I don't have one. Um, that is hilarious. Time, yeah. that is funny because for me and time in the morning with my children, there's no concept when I say, okay, we need to leave in five minutes. No. There's no. zero concept of what five minutes means. No. And that absolutely. drives me absolutely crazy. Yeah. Because be, I'll be like, okay, guys, it's time to go. They're like, what? We didn't know. I'm like, okay, I've given you countdowns for 15, 10, and five. No concept. No, no, no whatsoever. So I will say my kids do know now in the morning. They know exactly like the minute time that they that they have to get dressed by. I love like, that. You have to leave the house at 730. If it's like 722 and they don't have their clothes on yet, they're all freaking out. And they know. <laughs> One of them will say like 722. Everybody go. <laughs> She's going to kill us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you take them to school or do they ride a bus? I take them. We okay. live so close. We're not eligible for the bus. Gotcha. Got it. Okay. We're bus riders, and there are two options for my kids. Get this, okay? They have the option to get on a bus that shows up at 634 or a bus at 704. Do you know which bus my kids want to get on? No. 634. Why? I have no idea. I really My 12-year-old, it's not him. It's the three little ones. Daily, he looks at me. He goes, why would they do that? Like, I don't understand. But do they like to get to school early? Is just, that it? If they get on at 634, it was the same bus. It's just two different places you can get on it. They're the uh-huh. very first ones on it. And to them, they love that. Yeah. Well, my kids, are. their school does not start until 8 a.m. And we live less than a mile from a school. And they, we ha- they make me leave the house by 730. They like being there like 25 minutes early. Isn't that so funny? Yeah, I call them nerds all the time. I'm like, you guys are nerds. I would have totally made fun of you when I was in elementary school. I'm like running in with one minute to spare is how I live my life. But <laughs> so funny. Oh. Okay, Jess, thank you so much for being our very first um, happy hour, half hour, weekend edition, it. whatever we're calling it. Thank you for being our first guest. So fun. Thank you. You're so fun to be on. I think, is this your third time? Maybe. Jeez, you're like a regular now. I love it. I I love it. I'll be your co-host, Jamie. Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> Look at us. Take it on the road. But your podcast is like really the only one I listen to. I need to come to where you live and do a happy hour live. Okay, that's the thing. That's happening. <gasps> Jamie. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk about it later. I got it. I know. I know. You know I have one here soon. I know. Actually, when I'm this so comes excited. out, it's on Sunday. So fun. I'm so excited. Anyhow, okay, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.